at the movies. Hello, one. Hello, all. My name's Bryony, and it's Tuesday, or Martes for the Espanolas out there, and that means you're listening to Martes at the movies. You find me right now having finally unlocked all 89 Crossy Road characters and having no purpose left in my life whatsoever except raving about the last film which I watched, Avengers Age of Ultron, which was awesome. When I'm not wishing I could be one of Earth's mightiest heroes, I'm organising my stupidly long soundtracks playlist into top 10 lists. For a song to be so lucky as to make it onto my list, I just have to like it a lot, so the whole premise of this podcast is really highly subjective and probably inaccurate. Martes, mar 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 Martes at the movies. Last week I picked my top 10 dance numbers from movies which aren't dance movies, but don't worry if you missed it, because you can head over to It's Just Bri on YouTube and watch the playlist of all the dance numbers from last week. Dance seems to be a pretty popular theme with you guys. Catherine and Claire both expressed their enthusiasm for a good movie dance number. In fact, the only thing that any of you guys really took umbrage to was to be anticipated. My expressed hatred for love actually. Molly in particular championed Hugh Grant dancing around Downing Street to Girls All Out. I could make an election joke here, but I won't because I'm too sad. As for the songs you thought I missed out on from the list last week, some of you took the expected route. Andrew mentioned the internet's favourite scene to make fun of, Peter Parker dancing in Spider-Man 3 to People Get Up and Drive Your Funky Soul by James Brown. Tom, however, continues his excellent run of song suggestions with a more off-the-wall moment in Toy Story 3, in which Ken dances and models to Sheik's Le Freak. So how can you join these lovely people in being part of the conversation? Good question, I'm glad you asked. Uh, you can message me on Twitter, it's just Bry1, that's all small caps, no spaces, followed by the digit 1. Or I'm on Facebook and WordPress as Martis at the Movies. So join us. This week, we're talking about iconic movie theme songs. And now it's time for the highly subjective and probably inaccurate top 10 list of the week. So some movie theme songs are just iconic. They're so widely known and so recognisable that even if you haven't seen the film itself, you'll find yourself humming along, buoyed by the emotion which these most rising of songs stir up. In fact, if there are any songs on this list which you don't at least vaguely recall having heard before, then they don't deserve their place. These songs are the creme de la creme, the pièce de résistance, and any other French terms which you can think of, uh, are some of the best composers around. They transport us to different times, experiences, and galaxies, and they're all songs that have really stood the test of time. Even my most precious Lord of the Rings doesn't make the list, being only 12 years old, though were I to re-record this episode in another 10 years' time, it most definitely would. Since I can think of at least... 20 songs that could and maybe should make it onto the list i can foresee this being easily the most controversial podcast episode to date i cannot wait to hear your opinions on the theme pun intended theme pun (laughs) yeah first theme on my list today works wonders because even though i didn't grow up watching this film series as a kid explanation i got nightmares really easily as a kid most notably to the amusement of all of my friends and family for a month after watching chicken run 
So I can completely understand why my parents didn't introduce me to this film. It would have been catastrophic. So even though I didn't watch it as a kid, this theme is so beautiful that hearing it always creates this really strong sense of nostalgia in me. It transports me back to an experience that I never actually had. It makes me remember really fondly all those dinosaurs that I would have been too scared to watch. It's originally titled a Theme from Jurassic Park. So this is the first, but definitely not the last theme on the list, by the just incredible composer John Williams. He's made some of the world's most recognisable themes, scored all but two Spielberg films, and been nominated for a staggering 49 Oscars. Uh, I could easily have filled the list with 10 John Williams songs, but I thought I'd give all the other composers a chance, so he's only going to pop up once or twice more. Or three times. In relation to this theme, he wanted to create a sense of awe and sublimity at seeing a dinosaur for the first time. It's a gorgeous score for a brilliant film, uh, which actually was the highest grossing film worldwide up until the release of that pesky little unknown indie film Titanic four years later. Now, seeing a T-Rex take down an ocean liner is something I'd like to see. Here, I think I just invented this year's Sharknado. This theme doesn't make it higher on the list because I'm slightly wearied of it. Not through any fault of its own, I'm going to hasten to add, it's a great song. It's stupendously quirky and catchy and you just gotta click your fingers when it comes on. However, the fault is mine for choosing to go to university in a city by the name of Durham. And Durham, when sang speak in quite a rhythmic fashion, as I often had to hear from my friends and above all my dad, sounds quite a lot like the Durham, Durham noise at the heart of Henry Mancini's jazz score for the Pink Panther films. <laughs> always accompanies any kind of sneaky or suspenseful moment in the film, as well as the opening credits, which always feature the cartoon character of the panther. However, interestingly, he doesn't appear in the rest of the film because the title Pink Panther doesn't refer to the animal. It actually refers to a diamond which gets stolen, which has a flaw that supposedly, if you hold it up to the light, looks like a panther. An overplayed but interesting topic. Hey, hey. Might be cheating a little bit with this one, because this song was not actually composed for the film in question. But over time it's become so intrinsically linked with this character. Uh, It's hard to actually view this song as the march of the Swiss soldiers finale to Gioacchino Rossini's William Tell overture to the early 1800s opera William Tell, because everyone just knows it as the theme to the Lone Ranger. It's a brilliant theme, it's so dynamic, it perfectly encapsulates that sense of a gallop that so nicely accompanies the Lone Ranger riding again to the rescue. For better or for worse, this has been parodied hundreds of times as the song and the Lone Ranger become more and more intertwined. It's been going on for such a long time that one of my favourite things about this is actually an article written for the Denver Times back in the 60s claiming that the term intellectual can now be defined as somebody who hears the William Tell Overture and doesn't immediately think of the Lone Ranger. If we're talking overly parodied songs, which technically were not written for a particular movie, although in this case it came originally from a TV show and not an opera, 
then we have to mention Mission Impossible. Originally written for the 60s TV show, but remade for the first movie in 1996 by Adam Clayton and Larry Mullen Jr., the bassist and drummer from Ireland's very own U2, this is the version that we've all come to know and love as the film franchise became the 19th most successful franchise of all time. It's your go-to song for any kind of secret mission, particularly one involving you being lowered into a vault on a harness or masterfully avoiding lasers. And I first came to know it because of its existence as one of the demo tracks on the keyboards in the music classrooms at school. Which was one of the three deadly D buttons that we were all forbidden to touch, falling behind only the DJ DJ button in terms of how annoying it is and just how many times somebody accidentally pressed it any time that we were allowed to do compositions. Good times. Six six. It's about time for some more John Williams. What do you say? Where the theme for Jurassic Park inspired a sense of wonder and awe as one sat back and marvelled at the dinosaurs, this theme doesn't allow you to sit still for a second. It's wonderfully rousing, it bores you along with its enthusiasm and its energy, and it gets a slightly more inventive name than any of the themes we've heard so far. It's called The Raiders' March, though admittedly this is often followed in brackets by the more common title, Theme from Indiana Jones. Used in all three Indiana Jones films, and I suppose in that other one which no one likes to talk about, it was originally two songs played quite simply by Williams on piano until Spielberg convinced him to link the two together to form what we now know as The Raiders March. It's a wonderfully lively theme song that goes perfectly with an endlessly inventive movie full of action adventures, evil Nazis, snakes, and of course, boulders. Five, five. Breaking into the top five, we've got a brilliant theme, which has been used in various forms across the 23 films and 50 years that we've had of James Bond movies. This was originally written in 1962 by Monty Norman for the very first film adventure of James Bond, Dr. No. It accompanies the gun barrel sequence, which features in almost every Bond movie, usually at the very beginning or the very end of the film. We look down the barrel of the gun of an assassin and follow Bond as he walks across the screen and then suddenly he turns and shoots directly at the camera and causes blood to run down the screen, turning it red. Put this sequence and that song together and you've got a very iconic, instantly recognisable trademark for the James Bond movies. Interestingly, Monty Norman, who's credited with writing it, he still continues receiving royalties for the theme every time it's featured, and it's estimated that he received nearly £500,000 in royalties between 1976 and 99. However, Vic Flick, who played the guitar riff in the original recording, was paid a one-off fee of £6. The name's lucky. Unlucky. (laughs) Number four in this list is most definitely a cultural touchstone. As soon as you hear that percussion beat and that coyote howl, you are instantly transported to a desolate desert, ready to see some guy in a poncho and cowboy boots and watch some tumbleweed go rolling by. I'm talking about Ennio Morricone's theme to the good, the bad and the ugly.
course, as we all know, this theme was most famously used in my directorial debut, 2009's Welcome to Kulnadi, a 35-minute-long documentary filmed when I was 16 about my home village of Kulnadi, 144 inhabitants in the 2001 census. Yeah. The song was featured in the clearly historically accurate scene in which two Celtic kings, played convincingly by my little brother Andrew and his friend Wallace, in which they stormed up the famous Dunglady Forth. As such, this song's legacy will clearly just never die. This theme is just so genius that I barely need to explain why it's even on the list. It's time for today's third appearance of John Williams with the theme from Jaws. Who would have thought that the constant repetition of two notes could be such a genius idea? And yet, so it proved. Watching Jaws for the first time is such a stressful experience. Every time you hear those bass notes kick in, you're wondering who's about to bite the dust. Sometimes it's a false alarm, sometimes it isn't. And so you're constantly on edge, and that's why it's so great. It's a masterclass in suspense, largely because of how well it uses the power of suggestion. The shark is so often hinted at, but not fully seen. And yet it wouldn't have been anywhere near as effective without the brooding menace of this score. Top-notch work once more, Mr. Williams. Parodies ahoy! If you want to do some slow motion running or to make fun of anything related to the climactic moments of a sporting event, you need the song that was originally known just as Titles, which accompanies the famous slow-mo beach running scene uh, that's such a key point of Chariots of Fire. So Chariots of Fire theme is a little bit different in that it's not a traditional period orchestral score, but it's a very synth-heavy number, a lot more electronic than was the norm in film composing up to that point. Special mention also goes out to the fact that this is one of my mum's favourite films, and since it was Mother's Day on Sunday in almost all of the world, except for the UK and Ireland, because we just have to be different, this song jumps probably a few spots higher than I would have put it otherwise in tribute to that fact. One, one. It has to be this one, doesn't it? You say iconic music songs, I think Star Wars. It's John Williams' magnum opus, an anthem to heroism, action, adventure. As those famous words a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away scroll across the screen and this theme belts out, it's endlessly emotive, it's thrilling. It also takes me back to being about 12 years old and my brother and sister's absolute obsession with Star Wars fears, in which they would press play and then rush to turn the volume up as quickly as possible to get the full effect of this most glorious of themes, until her mum came running down the hall to tell them to turn it off. It's uplifting, it's idealistic, it's got that kind of military beat behind it, which all seems so appropriate for Luke's quest to take on the dark side. And it's just brilliant, and that's it. Martes at the Movies and there you have it. 
my most iconic movie themes of them all. I can't wait to hear what you think about this one. I think there's another 10 songs that could easily made it in there, and so I want to know which ones you think I missed out on. Tweet me at It's Just Fry One, Facebook Mate Marty's at the Movies, or hit me up on WordPress Marty's at the Movies. And don't forget to head over to It's Just Fry on YouTube to listen to the full versions of all of these songs in my week four playlist. Next week, we're talking the best movie villain songs, so get twirling your moustache and practicing an evil laugh in preparation for that. Till then, may the force be with you, the odds be ever in your favour, and I'll see you next Martis. <laughs>